Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. This is Vicki Nethling coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I am excited to have on with me, Adam Sinkus, and let me tell you about Adam. So over the past 10 years in the BPO industry, Adam learned that call centers were not where he wanted to be. Fast forward to late 2019, when Adam joined the team at Elevere, to help build their business processes to grow and scale the company. They helped over $4 billion worth in new revenue. And in 2020, they were on par to do it again. At the beginning of 2021, they realized there was a bigger opportunity to split off their home services brand by roofing CEO. Since then, Adam has been building and growing that brand. Additionally, in early 2020, Adam started the Winning Tactics podcast. He started it to help business owners share strengths that could use to survive the pandemic. The eight-week project turned into a passion, and fast forward to now, they have 60-plus episodes of actionable insights for small businesses that they can apply tomorrow. Adam's goal is to share the amazing projects and experiences he has had in business, leadership, and marketing to help other businesses grow their businesses. And today, I thought it would be very cool to talk about five strategies that don't work on social media. Please join me in formally welcoming Adam Sinkus. Adam, thank you for being here. So great to be on the show. Appreciate the invite. Awesome. Well, everybody that watches this podcast knows I always ask the simple first question. Where do you live? Where do you call home? Uh, where I live is Fort Myers, Florida, but I will I will never call Florida home. I'm a Michigan boy, so <laughs> Michigan will always be home. Well, my uncle lived in Fort Myers, so I am very much aware of that area. And this time of year, it's a great place to be. <laughs> Absolutely. We're getting to the good weather finally. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you go home in the summer um, to Michigan just to get out of the heat? Um, I usually try and do two trips. I try and do a winter trip so I can go get my skiing fix on and then a summer trip where I can get out of the heat. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so let's get to this. First of all, before we get to answer those five strategies, how can I build a better um, leads with my website? 
Yeah, that's a great question, right? And and I think ultimately as small business owners, as consultants, that's like the number one thing. We're like, how do we generate new business? And there's a couple of things from your website you can do. One is lead with value. Mm -hmm. So this is the importance of having a blog on there, having some downloadable guides on your website, having the tools that your audience can potentially take away because most likely they're not going to buy from you the first time they visit your site. But if they keep coming back six, seven, eight times, they're more likely to buy from you. So lead with value. Make it very clear what you do, who you are, and what you're about. Um, as so often I see, I hop on a website and trying to figure out what their product is, how it can use their product um, or their service. And it's just not clear, right? And very quickly, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this as well. We click off of that site and we go to the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and really the last piece of this is think about where your traffic comes from mm -hmm. and capitalize on that space to drive traffic to mm -hmm. your website, right? So whether that's social media, whether that's paid ads, Google ads, whatever that looks like for your business, um, figure out where you're getting most of your traffic from and double down in that space. So let's just talk a little bit further about that then what are the social media strategies that really generate business, you know, rather than just, oh, well, I'm out there on social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, in keeping with the theme of the show, we're going to go with the strategies that don't work. And then we'll <laughs> talk about how to shift that. Right. Awesome. So um, strategies of the yeah. past, the, there, there's really kind of five key strategies that it, have been themes in social media and how people, um, you know, how people have traditionally got traffic from social media, right? And so number one is linking to influencers. You know, you see, you see that, right? You know, um, they, they might tag somebody like a Gary Vee or Grant Cardone in a post, you know, with a, with a quote thinking, Oh, you know, the Gary Vee is going to come in and swoop in and be my hero, right? And comment on my post and it's going to make this thing blow up, right? The problem is all those influencers are getting tagged hundreds of times a day. Mm -hmm. And so you're just another blip in the radar. So what I tell people is focus on quality, not quantity. It's still totally okay to quote those uh, influencers, but use their name in the post and figure out how to use a quote from them that provides value to your message, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, so I might use something like, uh, you know, like Chuck Hester says that this is one key strategy that you can use to drive better engagement on your social media, right? And, and so I'll tag, you know, I'll tag Chuck Hester, but I've led with a value statement there. It's not about who Chuck Hester is. It's not about just, you know, trying to put the name out there. So um, making strict social media policies for your employees is the next one, right? So you, it used to be, um, and I think a lot of businesses still are afraid of what their employees might say or do on social media. So they create these really strict social media policies. Mm -hmm. um, what I find is that, the, the companies that are being really successful on social don't have a whole lot of restrictions. Use your best judgment. Make sure you portray the company in a positive light. Um, mm -hmm. There's major companies out there where social media policies are, you know, two, maybe three paragraphs total. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's plenty. 
Instead, what we do is we encourage our employees to share out our content as a mm -hmm. company, right? So um, when we encourage them to share, we're 30%, 31% more likely to see engagement from them. Um, and as long as they're making good, positive, impactful comments, they're 24% more likely to recommend your products or services mm -hmm. as well, right? So now we've got people that work there that are sharing your stuff, but also the message that they're sharing out is go buy our stuff. Yeah. So that's a win-win for everybody. Um, so the next one is uh, only sharing text and image updates. So gone are the days where texts and just images um, were like the king of, of the internet, right? Video is huge now. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, you know, think about TikTok and, and TikTok has a huge, huge um, new product uh, stance in the marketplace. They're getting really about 60% of the products that appear on TikTok marketplace. We'll see a 30 to 40 day surge at about three to 400 times expected results mm -hmm. as long as they can get seen by influencers and, and pushed out. So consumers are demanding video. And what I love about video that makes it different than images and text is you can see somebody's personality. So yeah. you get a little you, you get a little bit better view of who the business is, who the people in the business are. And at the end of the day, I still believe we're doing business with people, not with brands. Absolutely. So this is the one I hate. It drives me nuts. And I'm sure you receive plenty of them on LinkedIn. This is where I see them most, the automated message, right? You know, you connect with somebody, you follow somebody, and the next thing you know, pop, the message window pops up and you see, you know, we want to thank you for following us and here's our product and let's schedule a 15 minute call to, you know, like, I don't know about you, but I, I probably shut down about 20 of those a day yeah. and um, I don't buy from them. I, I will never buy from them regardless of the price of the product or service for it, because it's like walking into a networking event, waving at somebody going, hi, I'd like to meet you. And then walking up to them and saying, can I have $10? Mm -hmm. So we have to get back to that and we to the human to human piece of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I always think of social media as networking in a you know live room in an event and so how do we get personal with that person in that first outreach i always ask them something that i find interesting on their profile that's mm -hmm. that's the way i go about it um and and you usually starts a good conversation with them because um now you're talking about things that they're excited about and then you can invite them into your space from there once you make that connection so last piece is asking people to share your content. Yeah. And I know this sounds like really counterintuitive because everybody's like, well, wait, wait, wait. I have like friends and family that I always ask to share my content. The reality is, is it's, you can have those people share the content, but the quality of the content is far more important than who shares it. And so when we look at successful content in social media and in blogs, we have kind of two key features that we're looking at arousal and dominance. Mm -hmm. So arousal is your emotional response to something. This could be positive or negative and both work, both work very, very well. 
dominance is the confidence that that piece brings in the information that you uh, put out there. So what we find is that comp, um, content with high arousal and high dominance is what really resonates well. So when you see pictures of like celebrities, like owning it on the street, right? The reason we resonate with those is because we have high arousal. We're really excited because Nicolas Cage, we got a picture of Nicolas Cage walking down the street with his family. But Nicolas Cage is also really confident in that moment. Mm -hmm. And we're like, I want to be Nicolas yeah, Cage in yeah. that moment. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of, those are the five things that like don't work and how we shift our thinking back awesome. to what does work. So whenever uh, you talked about video and, and, you know, that's one of my big things. I love to, to try to help people with the video piece, because first of all, it scares the crap out of a lot of people. <laughs> You know, here I help people just get comfortable speaking. And now you ask, oh, and I want people to see you as you speak too. That even throws it off more. So, but talk to us about how impactful just short, and I think this is why TikTok is so popular too. It's just short, but how can you get comfortable saying what you need in just a few <laughs> seconds or minutes rather than these long, you know, you remember those texts that we had that were oh yeah so long and it's okay after about 20 lines, I don't want to hear anymore, I don't want to see anymore, and I'm scrolling away. It's the same with video. So talk to us a little bit about how you can get that arousal, that attraction right away and keep it for that whole one minute or two minutes. Absolutely. So I'm gonna date myself here. Um <laughs> I, you know, I, I was like prime for the Vine era. I don't know if you remember Vines, right? That, <laughs> yes, that's I do. For, for all of all of you that don't know what that is, that is TikTok, uh, you know, early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Vines were 15 to 30 second videos of people mostly doing stupid things. Yes. At least that's what I was looking yes. at. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. I think there, there's a couple of hurdles we have to get over, right? So number one is uh, we have to get over that self-fear that people on the internet are going to judge us if we put this video out there. Yeah, the, the reality is, is they are, and that's okay. But, um, you know, Joe in California, who I've never met, um, has no bearing on my business or my person or my success. So... At that point, Joe can say whatever the heck he wants. And as long as I respond appropriately and professionally, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's not going to hinder anything. Um, so that's number one. Number two is you just have to get out there and record. And you don't need a big fancy setup with lights and a fancy microphone. Um, you know, there there was a lot of a uh, lot of people shaming the, I call it the uh, morning walk cell phone video people for a while there. Um, going, this isn't professional, but the reality is, is that's pretty much what TikTok is. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. And I don't know about you, but I get lost in TikTok at least once a day. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, uh, and it's it, authentic. It's, yeah. you know, it doesn't seem like it was planned or um, yeah. orchestrated, if you will. Absolutely. And number three, I think, you know, and this is most important, and I think most people overlook this, especially with their short video, right? You have to plan for it. 
And I know that sounds counterintuitive to, I want to be authentic and I want to be genuine, but you have to plan for it. You know, come up with your one to two bullet points that you're going to talk about in your video. Figure out how you're going to introduce it, right? It doesn't have to be word for word, but you have to have at least an idea. Okay, I'm going to use this story to illustrate the point. We're going to use this, these two facts, and then we're going to sum it up this way. And that's going to be my video, right? Um, just putting a little bit of planning in it helps build your confidence as you create that video. Yeah. And then, you know, the arousal factor, if you can be over the top positive, over the top negative, or use, you know, language that emotion, you know, emotionally draws people in, that's the, the icing on the cake. And the more you practice that, that process, you know, I always have people, um, you know, practice answering questions off the cuff, because the more you do it, the, the more in your mind, you just always think, okay, I need to get their attention quickly. And then I just need to be focused on my two points or, and then I need to have a call to action. I mean, what's the point of me, you watching me? And, uh, and I love yeah. the fact that you, you say that it should be planned, but it appears that it's just natural. And that's where the practice comes in. 100%. Yeah. I look at my very first podcast interviews, my very first <laughs> podcast that when I was running winning tactics and I go, wow, I was terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we put out tons of episodes. I've been on tons of podcasts at this point. And now it's become a much more natural, yeah. uh, you know, task for me. So yeah, like you said, practice is key. Um, and just do it. Just, just jump up and do it. Like it'll be okay. It'll be fun. <laughs> so we, um, for, for most people, maybe they know this, but what is digital brand strategy and why, uh, why do I need to have a digital brand strategy? Absolutely. This ties a hundred percent into some of the other stuff we've been talking mm -hmm. about, but your digital brand strategy is think of it as a marketing plan for yourself right you know um so this is visually what do your visuals look like this is what language you use in your posts the tone and um an emotion you like to evoke in your posts uh this is the topics that you talk about right you know um i am not going to go talk about thermodynamics that it has nothing to do with my brand i will talk about marketing and leadership um you know so uh so you have to think about your digital brand as what people see in you you know and, and so you have to be consistent you have to be clear you have to be open you have to be honest you have to be trustworthy mm -hmm. and it's important you do that because when you start to build the the trust and the likeness and in your audience they come to expect certain things from you and when you steer away from that or when you veer off that path, they go, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to stop following Adam Sinkus because there's, you know, <laughs> 10 other people talking about marketing that uh, that I've also seen that I like as well. And, and he's no longer doing that, apparently. So we just need to be clear and consistent. And so I guess that ties to my next question is really that um, how how is marketing and, you know, I've been around the block a couple of times. So the way we used to market um, has really been impacted, especially after the 
um, pandemic. You know, the pandemic had us pivot big time. So talk about how and why we should make adjustments for marketing now. Absolutely. So, you know, let's start, kind of start this with the, the landscape now, right? So we are in a digital first landscape that includes newspapers and magazines and probably 95% of what we consume on a regular basis is done in some sort of digital format at this point. You know, don't quote me on that number. That's just what I see and anecdotal. But, uh, but the reality is, is we have to think about how are we presenting everything for that digital first mindset? Consumers, when they're out buying, they're researching, they're Googling, they're heading up Facebook and asking community groups going, you know, which roofer in the area should I use? Or um, who's used, you know, the KitchenAid mixer? What do you think about it? You know, so there's all this consumer behavior that is digital first. And as a company, we have to be real about that. So we have to be in those places where those where people are going for the information, right? Um, so that's kind of the landscape now. So how do we adjust to that? So um, number one, you need to be on socials. No, you don't need to be putting out 65 posts on 10 different channels every day, all day, right? Um, we have businesses to run and that's just not real. Pick two to three channels that most of your audience is on mm-hmm. and focus on those, right? Social media is your still your number one organic path, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, with your website, Make sure that you've uh, you've addressed SEO. This is things like making sure you have the proper keywords in your content, making sure you have things like they call them meta descriptions on all your pages so that um, when Google scrapes it to go find it, they can find the key information about your page, making sure images are tagged. Um, there's a whole, I mean, we can make a whole show on, on yeah. just SEO yeah, maybe we'll practices. Have to do that. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, but then the other thing I think is we have to be out there. So we have to be out there communicating on social media. And that's not just putting up content, but that's actually engaging in other people's content, starting conversations, and then finding ways to take those conversations offline. Right. So, you know, uh, I, I always, you know, start with engaging with people that I want to talk to and their content. I go drop a whole bunch of comments and just start, you know, researching who they are. Then I reach out to them on something that I find wildly interesting that they posted mm-hmm. and we have that conversation. And then once we're kind of comfortable there, then I invite them, Hey, let's set up a zoom call. I'd love to get yeah. to know you a little bit better. Right. Um, you know, I don't try and force a relationship like we talked about earlier with that, you know, okay, here's an automated message. Come buy my stuff now. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and so we have to, we, we have to think about how we're actually communicating with our audiences in the spaces they're in. Yeah. I know um, it, it's really sort of turns you off whenever you get those messages right away. That's that before you even establish, I mean, they may say, well, I've, been following you and I really think that we could work together or something, but you don't know them yet. (laughs) It's like, I always think of the social media is like dating and um, you know, you don't want to just jump into something right away. You need to make sure that there's synergy and that you only want to work with the people you want to work with because that's why we became entrepreneurs. (laughs) 
<laughs> absolutely have, have a choice in that but with the with the social media the the thing that i love what you said is that you don't make it your life and mm -hmm. I, and there are many people that will avoid well i know i'm not going to be on social media i'm not going to be on facebook or linkedin or wherever because in their perception it, it's a bad thing but it's like telling your your person that's coming to your store i, I only want to work with you <laughs> you know i don't want to work <laughs> with you and and i think that's what people have to kind of get over is if done right social media is a great tool to have and Absolutely. if you don't know how to do it right you need to work with people like adam <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, I see that a lot too, um, especially in, uh, in, in small business owners that are like, that have no in, in the home services and trades industries is a great example of this, right? You, you've got the, you know, I've swung a hammer for the last 50 years and haven't touched a computer since, right? Yeah. Type mm -hmm. mentality and that's okay. And, and that's what they do. Um, but they're so afraid of what perceptually could happen in mm -hmm. social media to them um, that they tend to shy away from it. And, and their skill set is not, you know, typically not content. It's, you know, how I build a house or how I put a roof on or, you know, and, and that's okay. And so I think you have to be real as a business owner. You have to be out on the web. And at this day and age, um, it's part of the trust factor and why people work with you. Um, but if you're not comfortable doing that, it's incredibly important to hire somebody that is, yeah. right? And it doesn't even have to be a, a me. It could be, you know, um, an office assistant that just goes in, you know, once a day and shares what you guys are doing, you know, what you're doing on jobs or a new product that comes into your store or you know, anything like that. It doesn't have to be huge and complex, but just being out there um, and being present there makes yeah. a big difference in the trust factor when when you think about the customer flow coming in. Yeah, and one of the things that I see as I'm interviewing people is there are some people that either don't have a website and use LinkedIn as their website, or they only use social media um, sparingly and they have their website, but um, they they really don't do a lot to keep that website interesting, if you will. So the blogs and the things that you talked about are, or even short videos put on that website, um, <laughs> even a welcome video, you know, something mm -hmm. to make you want to stop and not scroll past that. So talk to us a little bit about um, the value of having those different places to land and not just um, putting all your eggs in one basket. Absolutely. So I'm going to start with the social media thing. Um, so I tell this to all my clients. I tell this to all my friends, all my family. Social media is rented space. So as fast as you build, you know, I, I 16, 20, 30,000 followers, um, Facebook could decide that you posted something that they didn't like and shut your account down. Yeah. And now you've lost all that data. Not just not just you've lost your content, but now you have no idea who those 30,000 yeah. people are, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
and, and that that is the case with all social media platforms. And so uh, website is important because um, that is your content and your space. You own that content. It is the one place on the web that you own. And so um, incredibly important to have that up to date and functioning. Um, and then the last piece is how do you translate all those 30,000 followers that you have on social media to a space that you own? Well, you start an email newsletter mm. and you have them sign up for your newsletter because as soon as they sign up for your newsletter, you own their name and their email address. Yeah. Right. And so now you have, now you can start to build that same following in a place where you own. And so, you know, I always believe in um, we can borrow the space on social media and it's great to do so, but we have to make sure that the data that we have about our customers, we own. But Adam, they say, I don't, I don't want to do a newsletter. I don't know how to do a newsletter, how important it is that you find, get a VA or somebody <laughs> do it for you, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, newsletters, I, I think, you know, people are overwhelmed by that. Mm -hmm. um, a newsletter simply could be a four sentence, you know, from the owner, um, you know, we're, we're excited you're part of our company. Here's the things we're working on. Um, and then a link to the to the most recent blog. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like that's a newsletter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be this big, long you know, here's 10 events that are going on in town and six articles and all this stuff. Like, no, you can keep it really, really simple and send that out every couple of weeks, you know, once a month maybe and keep people engaged enough. Like it, just keep it simple. It doesn't have to be yeah. complex all the time. One of uh, my digital mentors is Darren Hardy. And the way I got involved with what he does is through his daily video that he originally started just sending out an email and now he it comes also into your text but it's five minutes you know and he records them all on sunday for the whole week so you know but the impact of that i mean not tens of thousands but hundred thousand followers now after 10 years of doing this that's i think if you think of it in that sense that I, I'm just going to talk to my audience for five minutes, but I'm putting it out in that those two medias, the email verse and the the texting. You're going to be found. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love that commercial that's out there here in Georgia where they have um, the person is got a business and and they're so excited, and another person is looking for that business and. <laughs> They can't find them. I can't find them. I wish there was something near me. And it's like, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> and I think that's what a lot of times with our businesses, when we don't do those things you're suggesting, that's what happens. You're out there. You've got a great product that could help that person, but they don't know you're there. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's interesting. You mentioned, you know, the, the batching of content um, for the, that is a super awesome, awesome tip. Um, you know, we do this with our clients. We build, you know, monthly social media calendars. We build it all at once. We go program it in. It's one swift move as opposed to sitting there trying to like hop onto Facebook and then mm -hmm. LinkedIn and then Twitter and then, and then, and then, and 
write all these posts each day, right? You know, mm -hmm. so batching content. Um, if for for those of you that are afraid of, yeah, you know, I don't I don't even know how to approach content. Go write a month's worth of content. Go write like three blogs, break that down into social media posts that you can share, and then figure out how to spread those out over the course of a month. Um, it'll make you it it'll save you so much time that you know the fear of creating content will start to go away. What I found too is I will write a piece of content and then I'll put in chat GPT and I'll say, make this be a post that will be a, a SEO attracting Facebook page or LinkedIn page or TikTok. Mm -hmm. Give me a short. And in seconds, <laughs> it makes those adjustments. And then you could say, well, I'd like it to be more empathetic or I'd like it to be funny or something. And, and again, in seconds where I could have yeah. spent the whole day trying to do that. I just Absolutely. love the efficiency of AI and it's my words. It's my information that they're adjusting. So, um, and, and I have the ability to monitor or modify it if I don't think that it's what I want to say. Absolutely. I use chat GPT all day, every day. It's mm -hmm. uh it's a really, really powerful tool. So, um, tons and tons of AI tools, content creation tools out there. My one word of warning for everybody is let the AI create the content. That's totally fine. But go back and modify it for your brand voice. Mm -hmm. How do you sound? Not how does the AI sound? Um, that's really, really important as you develop your content and develop your brand, especially if you've been in business for 10 or 20 or 30 years and people are used to you speaking and, and addressing things a certain way. Yeah, and the cool thing is, um, you know, right now it's just taking stuff from the past and helping you. But the more you put you into it, then the more it's really building from you and your voice. And uh, so I think that's what's really exciting. So the more you do it, the as you said, all day, all day, <laughs> the more it will get to know you and you can be more comfortable and confident that um, you're getting a good product out there. Absolutely. Well, it has uh, flown by. I did want to ask you um, about ACEs again. Um, yeah. Developing ACEs in your organization. And for those that aren't just listening, that's A C E S. So go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So ACEs is a leadership uh, program. So it's really built around four pillars um, acknowledge, which is how we talk and communicate with people, how we address the positive and the negative behaviors and, and manage that. Um, cultivate is all about how we train people. So this is not about, this is getting our mind out of the, we need to train because, you know, corporate said we need these six, you know, these six skill sets but actually stepping back and, and asking our employees what they want to be trained on and then figuring out how to fit them into the puzzle of what we need to accomplish as an organization. Empower is all about mentorship. So, um, so often we lead this life where we go to training and we get all this great training and then we go back to our desks and we're really excited about it. And six months later, Finally, we have a project that we can use this on. And guess what? We've forgotten everything in training because <laughs> we didn't use any of it. So Empower is all about how we mentor our employees as they come out of training, out of the training environment and training opportunities. Um, and then the S stands for success. And this is really about shifting a mindset. In business, we get stuck with what didn't work. Mm -hmm. 
that's a question that is asked, I think, at least eight, 10 times a day. What mm -hmm. didn't work, right? And instead, we start to train the mind to ask the question, how did we make this work so well? And what can we do to see the success on the next project or the next day of business, mm -hmm. right? And so we shift, we shift from a negative starting point to a positive starting point. This is all built around how do we drive culture in our organization by empowering and engaging our employees the right way. Um, and then we look at that from a KPI's perspective and go, how does that actually impact our performance as an organization? Yeah. So awesome. that is ACEs. So acknowledge, cultivate, empower, and success. Yep. Excellent. And that really aligns re really nicely with my leadership um, path that I teach. And that's to be able to lead with your heart, your head, and your hands. And uh, so when you said success, I was thinking, oh, he's going to say service. But but still, it, everything you said ties into being of service mind. So excellent. Absolutely. Again, that's acknowledge, um, cultivate, empower, and success for ACEs. We'll do one more uh, fast rapid fire question. And what are three things that a leader should not be? Leaders should not be judgmental because we need to understand where people are coming from and why they approach things the way they did. Um, a leader should not be argumentative um, it's not about being right. It's about getting the job done in the most efficient and effective way. Um, and a leader, um, should not be closed off. Um, you know, we need to open the door to our office and invite people in and, and really truly believe in that open door policy, um, with our teams and our, and our staff. Two things on that. I, I love that, um, you threw in that not always being right. I think that sometimes people think, well, I'm the boss, I have to know everything. Not true. And the second thing is open door policy. I think those that are listening in the audience, many of them are remote workers or work from home, um, but you may be supporting, um, in, you may be in an organization and supporting others. And you need to remember that open door policy. I think, remotely we forget that we have people that are so important to us and if we were in an office that open door policy may be easier for us to uh, enact or to take place but when we're remote i think we get caught up in our day-to-days and we forget that we should pick up the phone and say hey vicky how you doing <laughs> Yeah, I, I, we, um, I have my chat running, my Slack running all day, every day, uh, and my team knows that, you know, if they ping me in there within an hour, I will, I will respond to them, and, and so that's a big piece of that, right? Is making yourself accessible in the remote space, you know, whether that be a phone call, whether that be Teams, Slack, whatever, you know, whatever you use in your organization, um, but you know, making sure your team not only has those channels but is aware of the expectation when they use those channels. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right, it is time now for me to share my screen. If you have been 
excited about what you've heard today and want to know more of how to get in contact with Adam, I will share the contact information as well as for those listening, I will give the website that you can check out as website. But all this information, as always, is available on my findyourleadershipconfidence.com website, as well as social media, your YouTube, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. So website is https colon forward slash forward slash apurposepartnership.com. Again, apurposepartnership.com. On Facebook, you can find him. Well, let's just go down the list. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. You can find him at Adam Sinkus. Yay, Adam. <laughs> YouTube, just search for Adam. There's a, a on the screen here. You see there's a long thing that you can click on. But if you are just listening, just go to YouTube and search Adam Sinkus. TikTok, he's at The Winning Tactics, at The Winning Tactics. Adam, go ahead and tell them what they can find on your website to really help grow their business. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, first and, and most importantly, I'd be doing myself a disservice as a marketer to say you can't, you, you can find all of the services we offer in PR communications, marketing and digital uh, marketing. Uh, but uh, we also uh, just recently launched our blog. So we got some blogs coming out on there um, with information about marketing and leadership. Um, and then myself, my business partner, have put our own personal flair in there so you can get to know us as well. Um, and, you know, the best way to find me in all honesty is just go on good old Google, type in Adam Sinkus. Um, yeah, you'll get about eight pages of results. So um, mm -hmm. I've been working that SEO for years. So um, perfect. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate the conversation and the time today. Adam, it has been great talking with you. And definitely I wrote down that uh, we will do another segment just about SEO because it is a uh, sort of like the um, visit to Oz, what's behind the, can the curtain type of thing. But it is so important for your business to uh, do that. And as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.